and welcome to Music for Life Radio, where we transform your BS belief systems. I am Judith Pinkerton, a licensed music therapist, as well as mother, wife, daughter, sister, friend, and founder of Music for Life. I am delighted you've joined me as we explore together this month's theme of Courage to Allow. Our guest today is Andrew Mihalik, who is a student of life, enjoying the present moment, especially during times of strife and joy. Andrew currently attends the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, graduating next May with a Bachelor of Arts in Communication Studies. He admires his parents, wasn't that great, and family, being his role models and inspiration. Andrew also enjoys playing native hand drums, crystal bowls, Loves new experiences, new people, new places, which is really the perfect combination for experiencing his desire to travel around the world after, of course, he graduates. As a son and caregiver to his mother, Betty Mihalik, Andrew and I will explore together what music works to support the courage required to walk with a loved one through life and then transition through death to a different residence in heaven. <coughs> this radio show is dedicated to Betty Mihalik, who died one year ago on October 12th. <coughs> Excuse me, I think I'm getting choked up here, Andrew. <coughs> Betty's doing it. Yeah. Ah. <coughs> Betty was a Music for Lifer who came through Music for Life doors, still seeking new experiences. <coughs> by attending a Sacred Rhythms drum circle and then a music medicine CD to further connect with her journey through breast cancer. Andrew, thank you so much for your willingness to come on. I'm going to let you talk for just a little bit here while I grab some water. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much, Judith. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I I love your facility. I love Music for Life, and uh, I've seen the therapeutic effects um, as well as the spiritual effects uh, of your Music for Life program on specifically my mother. So I really admire the work that you do. Oh, thank you. And so, you know, I, you yourself at, at um, an early age, um, and I think because of your parents, you know, really delved into your spiritual side because um, I know that many people, wait until later on in life before they really mm. tap into that part of themselves. But you did it mm. early, and I think it was due in part to the environment that you were raised in. I would totally agree with that. Um, you know, my mom my mom really enjoyed going to church on Sunday. She was pretty devout about, or uh, at least dedicated to attending church every Sunday. She got a lot out of the messages, so... Um, I know she enjoyed the public speaking aspect of that as well from the uh, preacher's perspective, but the religious perspective as well. I was always, uh, when I was really young, I was really questioning of uh, certain doctrines and dogmas that seemed uh, obviously contradictory to me, but um, never seemed to really uh, be reconciled to... um, allow me to really embrace any sort of religion, but uh, once my mother got sick and uh, things just really just started to shift, I I, I don't feel that I had to really do much. It was kind of like I just, uh, the right people 
ended up in the right place at the right time. And uh, so, yeah, it really progressed from, from there after uh, a significant vacation that we took as a family. And yeah, it, was, it was wild. It's been a wild journey so far. You know, I distinctly remember when she walked through the doors the first time at Music for Life for a drum circle. And she was just, she wasn't hesitant to let us know what journey she was on and that she wanted to try something new and she was here to experience it full out. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right. And and interestingly enough, um, a close friend had just given me uh, a pair of earrings that are the the pink ribbon sign for breast cancer, mm. and um, and I gave them to her. <laughs> oh, that's so I said, awesome! You know what? You're the one that deserves to have these, and may they be a constant reminder that you are you know connected to us and that we support you and. You know, whatever we can do to um, make life easier. Um, yeah, it was very yeah. interesting. And then um, mm-hmm. I think she got recommended for the music medicine CD process mm-hmm. by her oncologist. And it was yeah, just, she did. Uh, serendipity. I mean, it, <laughs> because I yeah, didn't that's the word that just was. It. Yeah, that's the word that was running through my head. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but serendipitous is. Right on the money. And, uh, yeah, she was recommended by her oncologist. Uh, I can't remember the woman's name, but she's a great lady. She's so compassionate, uh, knowledgeable, and helpful. Uh, but, yeah, the when I uh, when my mom first started talking about Music for Life and the, uh, I guess you could call it therapy, the music therapy, um, Wow, I, um, I, I've, I had seen my mother meditate and maybe some other sorts of uh, dedicated religious practices and things like that. But uh, the music therapy and the CD specifically that she had crafted with you all, um, I saw it was just a, a different, a different form of meditation, I guess you would say, and. Uh, it was so I thought it was so interesting how uh, it was it's designed to take you through the emotional layers uh of your experience and uh I, I guess it goes for the nostalgic effect as well as taking you through many uh layers of emotions and uh feelings and thoughts. So yeah, the the meditation I, I could see her in when she would use the music uh cd was it was a beautiful thing she was truly glowing and she looked quite joyous it was uh and i know she was she expressed that too you know there was an email that she had sent to me on march 10th um where she said and i and i have to say she's been fully um, open about her processes and has sent a letter to me that's been shared publicly at her request. Um, so she absolutely wants people to understand what her journey was about using music for life. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, mm. So she said, "My I had my surgery on Friday and it went great. I listened to about six of my CD selections on the way to the hospital and I went in so calm even though one of the procedures was not exactly pain-free. 
got through mm. the whole thing feeling grand, and I heard it from Linda at the Sunrise Breast Cancer Center that you are presenting at their Survivors Celebration on April 26th. I plan to attend. So she says, life is beautiful, my friend, and I thank you so much for helping me stay grounded in positive emotion. So as you mm. know, with this medicine CD, it's not all about positive emotion, but that is what comes out as a result of going through it. I love how you describe the process of uh-huh. the layered emotions because it truly peels them away, uproots mm. the negative emotions, allows them to be released and be replaced mm. with the more calming and more positive emotions. Um, it's quite a journey that one goes on, and I distinctly remember her coming in at the breast cancer survivor um, event that I presented at, and they wanted, of course, drumming to happen, and she mm. showed up and had shared with me that she had felt like S S H I T. Yeah. And and she just knew that she had to come anyway, and she forced herself to be mm. there, and mm-hmm. came up on stage and talked about her experience using Music for Life to um, a room full of breast cancer survivors at hmm. the hospital and wow. and then proceeded to help me facilitate a drum circle. <laughs> oh. oh my <laughs> gosh. Hate to step in, right? She's got <laughs> no, that. no, no, no. It's it's like when when you're used to being a leader, uh you can lead from any position, right? <laughs> from the back, from the Truly. front, from the side, jump in yeah. something new. There's something about the quality of being a natural born leader that mm-hmm. you just don't hesitate to try new things and naturally do them well. I don't know. Does that sound like your mom? Yeah, it does sound like my mom. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say uh, doing them well, but knowing that <laughs> you're going to give it. <laughs> and I'm not, that's not a knock on her or me or anybody, but uh, saying, like, you know, I mean, one of the four agreements is do your best all the time at everything. Uh-huh. So I think that she uh, really was able to embrace that, and um, uh, y- yeah, you could call her. You could totally call her a leader. I would. I love to call her a leader, um, but I don't, maybe I don't. I'm not sure if she would call herself a leader, just because uh, she she would. I think she would take the perspective of she was just doing what needed to be done, what she felt was right, and uh, feeling. That's a big thing. I think that's a big thing for leaders. Uh, especially, if I know it was for my mom. So, yeah, feelings. And sometimes when um, we rise to the challenge and have the courage to do what is necessary to make things right or to do the right mm-hmm. thing, as you said for her, that mm-hmm. you naturally have to lead because nobody else may be leading the charge. Truly. Truly. And uh, I, I think she fully understood that. Uh, she was, like I said, she, as well as my parents and other family members, are an inspiration to me. Just, uh, it's like a little, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to call it, but it seems like everybody's got the bug of being a leader in in this family, or at least they have the qualities where people would like to follow, and they they just understand people. I think it's a, yeah, coming with that your guard down and. Uh, putting your heart into everything you do. Yeah. 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 
So this first song that you picked, Andrew, you know, and, and of course we're dedicating and honoring you and your father, Andy, and your mother, Betty. Um, we're dedicating this whole show to your family and the courage that it took to allow yourselves to immerse into the process with her because she, you couldn't help it. She commanded <laughs> that you be involved with her in her process from the beginning to the very end. And yeah. it takes courage to allow that to happen. Mm. Truly. Yeah. Um I you know, I've heard other other stories from other people uh describing how they uh approach their their children uh, with news such as breast cancer or some other diagnosis and uh, I was I'm just so happy and proud of my mom and dad the way they uh allowed me to experience what I was going to experience, uh, and you know they they brought me along with them. There there might have been times when uh, they were felt they were protecting me by being big or not uh, disclosing all information. But regardless of whether they did or not, I uh, I'm grateful for the process and the growth that's occurred from from it. Yeah, and so as we look at this first song. Um, that you chose. It's an interesting one. It's very long, but it is a it story is. that you go yeah, through. Aloha Ke Akua by yes. Nako. Is it Nako or Nako Bear? Yeah, I, I say Nako Bear. Okay. And medicine yeah. for the people. So it's like a yes. a group that um, yeah. stand for this, right? Mm-hmm. The words, yes. The words are what um, you lean on. I mean, the, there's music mm. that backs it up, but the words are very specific. Um, mm. And you know what? I do have them in front of me. Um, mm. Me too. Would <laughs> 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 you like to share the one, the words that are meaningful to you from this long song? Wow. Um, well, the the third line is, come to teach, come to be taught, come in the likeness and the image of God. And that's a that I I feel like that's just a you know you could call it a hologram of this whole song, uh, or even a hologram of how I view my my own paradigm for what I see as my existence. So um, just being taught from an early age to see God in other people, and that's God. How um, it's it's not a dogmatic uh, or a, a pagan type God. It's a it's a God based on love. That's that's really all it is. Um, that's what I've learned so much in this past year, and uh, from my mother's love. Wow. So this, yeah, this song, this song really, uh, really speaks to me. I've probably listened to it a couple hundred times. Um, wow. Yeah, he talks about he talks about being in polar alignment. We're on assignment. Bodies on consignment. Returning them to the circus. And what is the purpose? And would you believe it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, just uh, the you know uh, the timing of everything is so so uncanny and uh, humorous at times. But specifically for this song, I had heard it uh, before um, a couple years back, but then it it came up at the right time for uh, the whole situation surrounding my mother and my family, and uh, it uh, it it was really helpful, very helpful. For that whole process. Did you encourage and continues to be. others to listen to it as well? 
Oh, certainly, yeah. If they would, um, you know, put put away personal ideologies or uh, feelings and just listen and feel the music, because uh, yeah, this is this is a good one. Dig it, people. Yeah. Were you able to get family members to listen to it as well with you? Yeah, my my dad's listened to it. My cousin Chrissy has listened to it. I know her parents have. Uh, listen to it, and I've got plenty of my friends to uh, join me in listening to it too. They they enjoy Nako. He's a he's a good guy. He was actually at uh, Life is Beautiful the last two years, I think. Oh really? Yeah. I missed him. We were over in a a different booth at Dozeki mm. Twenty One Drum Circles. <clears throat> oh my, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's so, so cool. It was, <laughs> it was. So I missed him. I was on another part of the. Um, environment there for life. Is yeah, I must have missed him too. <laughs> oh wow! So tell yeah, but it was a great the, event. So yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So what does the title mean in Hawaiian? Um, Aloha Ke Akua. Something about I, praising or saving the king, or yeah, I'm not. I'm totally not sure. Uh, if if it is uh, about praising the king, that would make a lot more sense because you know the the lyric that I did write it it, it actually translates from Hawaiian to English as God is love. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. it does. Truly. Wow. <clears throat> so then you also picked um, another song that was really meaningful. Oh, by John Lennon. Called yeah. Stand by Me. Yeah. And yeah. So tell me, tell me your relationship with that song. Um. Well, my parents, uh, they, you know, gave me a healthy dosing of the Beatles when I was a youth, and uh, I still enjoy their music. And uh, specifically, Lennon, he. Uh, um. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed uh, John Lennon's embracing his whole. Uh, solo career with uh, Yoko and uh, this uh, I see the passion in his songs for for her and specifically Stand By Me it just uh, makes so much sense uh, especially towards uh, the last couple months of my mother's life when I was asking her about oh, what were the 70s like and <laughs> and she said oh well <laughs> the 70s uh, she really highlighted the Beatles and that they were truly the voice of a nation or of a of a movement of a of a time period that uh, she she felt that the Beatles really uh, encompassed what that whole movement was about and I, I guess it was somewhat of a nostalgic effect for her relating the music listening to it now to the previous times in her life and. Yeah, the the Beatles. It kind of came down to a Beatles song, or but John Lennon really uh, stuck out, and that's why I chose him. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, stand by me. Says so much. Yeah, says so much. Yeah. Yeah. And then you picked (laughs) a (laughs) song by Cat Stevens. Morning has broken. And what's Mm -hmm. your relationship to that song? I had no relation to this song before about a year and a half ago when uh, we were sitting around the um, the breakfast table, my pops and my mom and I, and uh, 
you know, we were just looking up silly YouTube videos. I we had showed her uh, one that was like the sad dog story, and uh, it, was, it was you know just funny videos. But then uh, she she said one of her favorite songs was by Cat Stevens, and it was called "Morning Has Broken." And uh, I just I wrote that down because I didn't want to forget it, obviously, and it's kind of stuck with me because it's a good good one. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how we will gravitate to music that can <clears throat> support us when we need to be supported as we're supporting yeah. somebody else. And it's, it's also come to my own personal attention because I've also journeyed through my own um, breast cancer this year and mm. wow. realized that when you expect people to... Um, support you in a certain way, it doesn't give them the freedom to fully mm. express everything that they feel. So, for instance, I had one close friend say to me, I felt that I had to be strong for you, that I had to speak only of positive things, that because mm. that's how you taught us. <laughs> and mm. I thought, oh, my goodness, here I am about, you know, allowing people to freely express out any anger, anxiety, depression, or sadness, and I have stifled those close to me in being able to talk about where they're at because they didn't want to, because they had this perception that I didn't want to hear it, Mm. that I only want to hear positive things. And I thought, oh, my goodness, (laughs) oh, I don't want to be stifling people and having them repressing something that they actually have to get out to. And I think that it actually moved me into a deeper uh, state of, I don't even know what to call it, of sadness, of gratitude, of something mm. all mixed up that someone would care that much. Um, mm. I think that uh, when uh, many of us are used to being givers, mm. that it's hard to be receivers on an equal basis. <laughs> yeah, truly. I know my mom struggled with that a lot when she was going through that whole process. It was just like, oh, wow, people... Yeah, you can just allow people to do like do things for you to the best of their ability, and they people do come through. It's uh it's beautiful, yeah. I know my mom learned a lot about that during her wow. encounter. So yeah, um, thank you for sharing your experience as well. Um, but like you said, uh, how you kind of felt um, confused or. Uh, you know, stifled yourself just by uh, unintentionally or unconsciously stifling others. Um, I think that's so interesting uh, because uh, the the times, my my own belief system is that the times when we are sad or struggling or quite joyous uh, are the times when we are truly growing, when we're really critically looking at ourselves uh, in a way that uh, it, it can be uncomfortable. It can really be uncomfortable. Like you said, it's like, well, I, I'm espousing these these views, but then little things come up, and it's like, oh, man, well, that, that wasn't the way that I intended for things to turn out, but it seems to be the way that they are. And that uh, that I think those times are when we're really allowed to look at ourselves and the way we're interacting and showing up in the world, and we get to... Uh, we get to uh, make changes if we choose, but uh, I, that's why I think the music therapy CDs are so helpful because when you when you go to those 
darker places within sides of your existence. Um, you have to. You can't just gloss over these things that feel uncomfortable or that make you sad. You you really have to embrace them fully and uh, realize that there's a lesson to be had from them. Because you know, life isn't all peaches and cream, and you don't get uh, you don't get the uh, you don't always get the joyous parts. And when when you realize that you don't always get the joyous parts, is when you can really start bringing joy, love, and light to those times that seem hard or when you're struggling. So what was the most difficult part of your journey with your mother? Uh-huh. Oh, well, I think the most difficult part was watching her physical uh, abilities deteriorate. Uh because, you know, her whole life she's not one to be like, oh, my head hurts or this such and such hurts, so I'll take a pill. She was never one to be, uh, she was never that sort of person. So this, uh, this whole medication and regiment and treatments and things like that was a big uh, blow. And um, for the first uh, six months, I would say she, was, she took it like a champ. She was... Uh, Proud, standing up, giving speeches, still working and doing all that. And then uh, once I got home, things started to progress from there. And uh, so it was, it was really tough to watch the uh, the physical abilities deteriorate. And then up to the last couple of weeks when uh, medication was just uh, basically the only source of intake that she was having besides sips of water. That was uh, uh, crucial. To uh, that was very impactful, and it's taken me, I guess, a year and a day to uh, really be able to see uh, the light again from her life. Because uh, for a while this last year, I've kind of been stuck in. Uh, it felt like a hole. There were there were really good times that were you know just peak joy, just like wow, like this is this is life after my mother's existence, and then or physical existence, and then and then things started to uh, decline, and I wasn't feeling so good about myself or things, and so I wasn't able to really remember good times or lessons from my mother at all. It was just like that part of my brain was not accessible. And so, um, yeah, this, this whole year, uh, it's been uh, interesting. You know, and it's, it's, it's that survival mode that... Um, that you go into about, okay, so what what does the next page of life looks like? And right now I'm just kind of hanging on to what I know is left of my life and how do I reconstruct it in a way that is joyful again. And, you know, it wants me where I can engage in life, where I want to be doing something again. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's such a journey to allow yourself to feel and not to feel and mm. you know, to to be able to, to dive into yourself. So I know that we're coming um, to the close of our show soon, and I just want to acknowledge your courage to come onto the show today, Andrew. It's just amazing that you're able to even talk um, as we honor all that your mother has brought to so many. Um, she's touched so many lives on air, off air, 
behind closed doors, um, on the golf course, in front of the Rotary Club. doesn't matter where she was at. She was always there to help and support, and she lives on in you. And we are so grateful that you are still here and a part of our community. Thank you so much for sharing your experience of your mother with us, Andrew. Thank you so much, Judith, for having me. This is uh, really helpful for me, uh, you know, just to have my mother's story heard and, and even my story heard. Uh, it feels really good to be able to express that and have others hear it, and I hope they find some sort of joy or peace from anything we've shared. Yes, yes, to know that somebody has gone through it the same as they have, yeah. what other tips we have. So to our listeners, until we meet again, notice how you purposefully self-medicate with music. Mm-hmm.